Welcome to CalCast, your creator national podcast. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. Welcome back, God Network News fans, to another episode of God Network News. And this uh, episode, we are going to be continuing on with part two of the interview with Kent Parks and Justin Long. I'm sure if you listen to part one, you are really stunned and excited about what God's doing and also about what it's really going to take for us to see multiplication and a real exponential growth of Christianity amongst um, unreached peoples, and especially Muslim groups. They mention a number of testimonies of that. And uh, you've probably by now uh, heard a lot of about DMM, disciple-making movements. Uh, it is very similar to what we used to call CPM, or some do still call CPM, church planting movements. The concept of, of CPMs is that uh, church planting should not be done just in terms of seeing the individual or even a small group here or there uh, come to Christ, but that people are discipled right from the beginning, that they want to see multiplication happen, that they want to see other groups started. And so they're constantly looking for other locations, other groups, and leaders of other groups that could lead small groups and then lead other small groups. So the idea is that you would plant a church that plants another church and plants another church and plants another church. And they reckon that by the fourth generation, uh, the movement is well planted and will continue on its own without outside help or interference in any way. The DMM is basically stands for Disciple Making Movements. So its focus is more on what is a church. You know, a church is a group of disciples. And the disciples aren't just people who worship Jesus, but they're people who want to see others worship Jesus. And right from the beginning, part of their discipleship is that they need to make other disciples. And they need to make not just other disciples, but other disciples that make other disciples. You see, so this is what Jesus did. And so it's very simple. It's early church strategy, and it started right with Jesus himself. And so this is what he trained his disciples in and what they did. And this is why we have the church that we have 
today of billions and billions of believers all over the world. But in order to see that exponential growth, we need to be discipling people, perhaps in a new way, maybe in a way that we ourselves were not originally discipled, but we need to disciple people in that way, especially amongst unreached peoples or communities where Christianity is definitely a minority and oftentimes a persecuted minority. So we will finish the rest of this interview with uh, part two uh, with Justin Long and Kent Parks. And so enjoy these last few stories. Back once again, if you'd like to join our conversation, 1-800-351-1212. Privileged to have in studio with us today, Kent Parks and Justin Long, and we are talking about uh, the unreached people. And uh, Justin, uh, if I can for just a minute, let's uh, again mention some of the resources first on your website, uh, because uh, if people wanted to have biographies or prayer guides, uh, I recognize how important those are. I have many times encouraged people to go to various groups, Operation World and other places where they could know how to pray for these particular groups. But talk about some of the resources on your website, which are, again, your personal website. We'll talk about beyond.org in just a minute. But you've got some great resources I really hope people will take advantage of. Sure. So there's the there's the blog and there's a curated list of resources, including uh, maps, charts, graphs, things like that, that it would be useful to most churches. There's a a long list of prayer guides. And you know, right now we're in the middle of 30 days of prayer for the Muslim world that just kicked off here recently. So uh, there's resources available for that. Uh, And then there's the missionary biography page, which has a list of a couple of hundred or more missionary biographies. Some of those are books that you can purchase, uh, but a large number of them are typically PDF downloads or links to articles. So you're talking about a, a free resources. Well, and again, I just hope people will take advantage of those. So thank you for having those on your personal website. And Ken, let's come back to beyond.org. What a resource that is. Uh, work our way through some of the things that are available because we have pastors that are listening, seminary students, uh, Bible t- teachers, and others. Uh, what is available to them? I think one of the best things that we have found to be effective is an hour and a half uh, Zoom call, video conference call every two weeks often, uh, where it's one piece of how to make reproducing disciples, whatever the different topic is, or some case study of a movement that's happening. We're finding that to be very effective. We're finding people from all over the world and sometimes overseas involved in it. And there's group discussion, there's small group discussion, and it's very practical. And so that's one of the main things I'd aim people at. But then, of course, there are different links and different videos that would be very helpful on the how-tos. Well, and a lot of that gets back to discipleship and evangelism. Of course, mm-hmm. we just talked with Justin a minute about learning to obey. Uh, we seem to be pretty good at filling people's heads with content, not so good at motivating them to go out and make disciples. And it seems to me that even when we look at our own country, before we look at the unreached people groups, we have some work to do there as well, don't you think? Very much so. It's a it's about learning to love and obey Jesus. It's not about how much you know. It's about how much you obey. And it's not a legalism. It's a love and obey. It's I love Jesus, and I want to do what he tells me to do because he knows what is best. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing this happen here in the States. We're seeing this happen overseas uh, in, in movements where people are becoming much more effective, much more fulfilled in their lives because— they're becoming reproducing disciple makers. And somehow we've lost the idea that every believer can be a reproducing disciple maker. We're seeing engineers start movements. We're seeing medical people start movements. 
when they just, I tell people it's simple and deep. It's not easy, but it's simple and deep. Yeah, and again, part of our problem is the professionalism. You know, we look at people like you have multiple seminary degrees, very talented. Well, you're the professionals, and we just go back, and we're in the stands. We're the spectators, and we just applaud you and support you. That isn't exactly what is the biblical model, is it? No, it's not at all. And and we're seeing people uh, go into places where the gospel has never been with a, a process that Jesus modeled and becoming so very effective. Uh, as Justin said, we started the first day of the 30 days of prayer for the Muslim world, which has been going on 20-something, 30-something years. And we're actually seeing more Muslim response than ever before, any century before this. And they're becoming disciples who obey and love Jesus and are serving, often sacrificially. And so some amazing things are happening in those worlds. You know, again, when we talk about Islam, that's my book on Islam. Of course, we have a couple of other books here as well. Justin, let's talk about that for just a minute, because they uh, reaching the Muslim world is going to be reached in a little different way. Uh, there aren't just a lot of opportunities to plant churches, not a lot of opportunities for Christian missionaries with a passport to make their way into the Muslim world. And yet there are some really effective things that have been done to reach the Muslim world, right? Sure. Well, you know, to start with, Brother Andrew used to say, you can get into any place as long as you don't care about coming out. Uh, <laughs> that's not always a sustainable model, but uh, yeah. it's certainly there. Um, we found that in a lot of places you can do uh, trainings of workers outside of more restricted access places, and then those workers tend to migrate in. Very true. One of the wonderful things about movements, though, is is that as lay people gather groups in their homes and bring other people to faith who gather groups in their homes, it tends to geographically spill across many boundaries. It's very difficult to keep the gospel out of a place when when it's just growing like wildfire and, and spilling over these boundaries regardless of what governments say. Uh, that's been one of the most effective things that's happened. Of course, there's been a lot of prayer. There's been a lot of media in some places. Um, and right now, what's what's really interesting to me is that we often think Muslims are unresponsive, but in reality, uh, from the research that we've done in most places, most Muslims are very responsive. In fact, uh, one friend of mine told me that if you are uh, working with Iranians, for example, if it takes you longer than 10, 20 minutes for them to express spiritual interest, you've got a really, really hard case. Uh, there's a lot of spiritual receptivity and a lot of spiritual hunger across the, across the across the board. So it's just a matter of finding the right person to get across those borders, which isn't always an American that needs to go across the borders. Hmm. Sometimes we have to work here in order to start a movement that mobilizes that eventually ripples across the borders into where we're trying to get to. Hmm. You know, Kent, one of the things you mentioned just in passing is something we've talked about with uh, Tom Doyle, we've talked about with Joel Rosenberg and a variety of others, and that is you actually have more Muslims who have become Christians in the last few decades than in the previous more than a millennium. I mean, this is remarkable in terms of the incredible spiritual harvest in the Muslim world. Exactly. And part of it is because we go to them with the message of, of Jesus. We, we actually don't say to them, become a Christian. We actually say, become a follower of Jesus. And when those th kinds of things happen, we're seeing uh, amazing response when, when it's a house group or a social unit who's worshiping Jesus and serving him, 
and not an institutional church, it does spread like like a virus in, in a good sense. And so we're we're seeing great effectiveness. We have people, cross-cultural people from all kinds of nationalities, including the U.S., working in situations among Muslims being very effective. So it's a little bit of a misnomer to say that they can't get there because we, we know of people all over the world from all, all kinds of countries doing very effective work among Muslims. And then it spreads from within their community. What would you say, and I put this to either of you, for a church that says, look, I've, you've, you've convinced me that we are certainly not doing much to reach the unreached people groups. I don't have any missionaries in the church right now that are doing this, or I would like to find some, but I'd like to support some people that are already doing that. Is that something they can do through your organization or find out where this can take place or how they can be helpful in some respect because they may not necessarily be able to get from here to reaching an unreached people group where they find themselves today in the middle of May in 2018. Very much so because we're working in a global collaboration to equip people to go and start movements. And and so we're training people all over the world uh, in, in global collaboration, not just from beyond, Beyond and the, our direct local partners have seen over 22,000 churches started in five years. Mm-hmm. And God is, is equipped. So p- someone who wants to be involved can say, I want to fund people to be trained. Uh, there'll be Some of them will be North American. Many will be from other countries in this very reproducible process. And so if people want to give that kind of funding, we actually have a, a match that uh, $650,000 match. If someone wants to give right now, between now and August, it'll double their money. Well, yeah. And it will train thousands of people to start movements. And, and we've, we've seen people start movements who've come through this training. So, yes, they could be involved. We could train their church members if they want to contact us or someone in the network. Well, that's a question I wanted to ask, but since we're coming to one of those mandatory breaks, we'll come back and get to it because I also know that we have some listeners here that uh, might say, you know, I've been thinking about missions, but I really wasn't sure where to go. I wasn't sure where God was calling me, and maybe God is calling me to reach the unreached. And uh, they may be seminary students. They may be Bible college students. They just may be individuals that say, you know, I just have a heart for ministry, and I don't have seminary background. But as you point out, some of the most effective ministries are taking place apart from those that are professionally trained. So I want to come back and talk about what is available through Beyond uh, to do that kind of training as well. So we need to take one of those breaks. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation today. And uh, let me again challenge you to, for example, we have one video there. It's a minute and a half long. To watch the video, it's really compelling, and it gives you some facts and figures. And then at the end of watching it, send it to someone and maybe post it on your Facebook page or Twitter page or something like that. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of the great resources that are available at these websites. And, of course, we have links to individuals, both with our Twitter account and Facebook account. So we have a lot more to cover. We'll do that with Kent and Justin right after this. Don't forget this Sunday, May 20th, is Pentecost Sunday, and this is the International Day for the Unreached. We talked about it back in March when we had Wayne Peterson with us, and now we're talking about it again. So we gave you a couple months advance warning. Now we're giving you five days advance warning. So either way, let me encourage you to do something to make a difference. There are some great resources on our website, but just before we run out of time here, let me come to you, Justin, for just a minute and talk about training. It does seem to me that there are some individuals that might say, I have always thought about going to the mission field. I'd never really thought about reaching out to an unreached people group. That would be outstanding. But 
How do I get trained? What's available? So the way beyond uh, way beyond's philosophy of training uh, works is that we believe in giving you a little bit of information, a little bit of knowledge and practical training, and then encouraging you to go do. So it's uh, learn and then do, and then come back with some feedback and, and further coaching and further mentoring. Uh, we have several opportunities for that. One is the every other the every two weeks discipleship nugget training, which is usually either a case study or a, a very practical. Like recently, we had one on how to hold spiritual conversations, uh, how to prayer walk, how Perfect. to these yeah. types of things. Mm-hmm. So you can learn, discuss in a small group, and then go do in the next two weeks. We also offer a multi-week. Uh, we call it Phase One. It's how to make disciples in your home culture. Every candidate that comes through Beyond goes through this Phase One training first. It's uh, about 15 weeks, and again, it's very practical because what we believe in doing is we train you using, uh, we call them discovery principles straight out of Scripture. We train you, and then you go and you do and implement. Uh, So in phase one, you're going to be learning to go out and prayer walk. You're going to be practically going out and looking for people of peace. You're going to be practically going out and gathering groups. Uh, And you learn to do that in your home culture. What we're looking for are people who are, are obedient, essentially, people who are willing to implement. Then phase two is overseas where you go and you you do the same exact thing, but we layer a cross-cultural element on it. Anybody can come to phase one. So if you would like to come and get that training and have the practical experience and have the ongoing coaching and mentoring, we believe in a basically a just-in-time training approach where you get exactly what you need to implement now. And then as you implement, you'll come up with questions and that spurs on the next phase of training. One of the things, Kent, that's changed, and you and I are a little bit older, so we can appreciate this, is the Internet. And you were talking about, for example, the Zoom opportunity that exists out there. It's just a lot different than in the old days where you everybody had to travel to a location or a seminary or a Bible college. Or if you wanted to be trained, you had to go to that particular mission organization. As important as all that is, you do have some other options for people as well that are listening to this broadcast right now, don't you? Very, very much so. And what we would do is in these trainings is we ask you to do it in a group. It can be a group of four and you're a part of several groups online, but then there's some group activities you'll do. So it's life on life kind of equipping. And the, the exciting thing is we, we see people in all kinds of vocations becoming effective reproducing disciple makers. Young woman who by her own testimony was not very effective in, in a major Asian country moved to be a part of another team, and now they've seen uh, in another country 17,000 churches in five years. And now she's training people all over. Doesn't have a seminary degree. We don't require that. We're looking for reproducing disciple makers, whatever your vocation is. We can help you get there. What would you say to pastors? You're a former pastor and uh, certainly were in the pastorate, then decided to go into missions. Uh, I would love to, especially since you have that background and certainly have seminary training, speak to the pastors for just a minute because they've got an opportunity this Sunday to take on a message that uh, maybe they need to change because maybe already have prepared something differently. But this is a chance to really begin to challenge your church, to begin to get out of its comfort zone and to begin to think about uh, being disciplers and really fulfilling the Great Commission. Our board chair happens to be a pastor up in Kansas City. The Lord called him to a, a segment of Kansas City of 300,000 people. He had a nightmare one night. That's what he calls it. All 300,000 showed up on the same Sunday morning. And the interstates went into gridlock. The 2,000-seat auditorium didn't fit. And the Lord said, you're going to have to do it differently. He's turned into a reproducing disciple maker who makes reproducing disciple makers. Most of their church 
Actually, they start churches with no intent to ever bring them to the church campus, which they still have. Mm-hmm. There is a church that meets on their church campus. Most of the churches they start are organic groups, different social units who start churches out there in the communities. And he's become much more effective, and they have a global impact. So what he would summarize for us, what I would summarize is, when we've had pastor after pastor, and it was my experience too, realizing I was being effective in leading program, I was not being effective in making disciples. Right. And and to help pastors learn how to make reproducing disciples, it's so freeing, it's so much more impactful. Well, and again, that's uh, the only way to do it, because if you're trying to grow arithmetically, you can see how we're losing ground all right. the time. But if you're growing exponentially yep. by using the discipleship principle, it's going to be looking a lot different. Just before we run out of time, Justin, one more time, talk about some of the resources available on your website uh, for anybody that would like to take advantage of some of those. Well, on mine, you have uh, the essays, you have charts and graphs and maps, you have biographies, and you have prayer guides because probably the first step that's most important for everybody who's contemplating a missions career is to begin praying for unreached people groups. Everything begins in prayer. If you want to know where God's calling you, it starts in prayer, and I can't recommend something better than some of the prayer guides that are out there right now. Mm, very good. And uh, one last time, Kent, if we can talk about some of the resources at beyond.org, because for pastors, for Sunday school leaders, for others, or for individuals that just want to uh, uh, have an uh, opportunity to think about how they can really be part of the Great Commission, what is available on your website? I, I would come back to some of the how-to videos on our video page. Uh, mm-hmm. Brief, how to prayer walk. I would point to one video that that tells a story, but it, it's kind of a how-to as well. And it looks like the story of this end of seven individuals, this one who won that one, who won the other. It's really the story of seven churches. And the first church you talk with the leader, it, the last church is the seventh descendant, the great-grandchild to the seventh of that church. And there's a lot of how-to in there in a story format. Uh, Justin, you want to speak to anything on the resource page, the Beyond Resource page? Um, well, we have a, a, a number of articles and we have a number, uh, again, videos. And I, I think what I would come back to is is make sure that you are getting in the stream of the Discipleship Nugget trainings. Those We've had so many people that have come through and said, you know, this is not just another webinar. This is a chance to hear a topic, and then to talk with people who are in the same stage of life that I'm in and figure out how I can do this right where I am in my own city with my own groups. I think that is just so powerful for most people. And we can help people do, we often do a visioning training, a Friday night, Saturday or something to help people know, oh, this is what you're talking about. And we've seen churches become more effective. And if uh, somebody is in a church and they would like to have one of you or both of you or others come to speak, that's an opportunity as well, isn't it? Very much so. Because again, that would be a great way to kick off a missions conference or a focus or something like that. But again, mark your calendars because this Sunday is May 20th and that is Pentecost Sunday, which is a great time to have this happen. And it's the International Day for the Unreached. If you would like some more information, you can go to our website. And again, let me just mention that as you scroll down, you're going to find a lot of resources because, first of all, you have information about Kent Parks, and we have his Twitter page and his Facebook page. We have the website, which is beyond.org. 
you go down a little bit further, you see that we have the International Day for the Unreached, and that's simply dayfortheunreached.org. But you don't have to remember all that because we've got that all right there. And then if you scroll down a little bit further, you again have the link to both the Twitter account and the Facebook page for Justin Long and Justin Long's website as well. So all of it available at our website, pointofview.net. And most importantly, I hope that you will consider what you might do this Sunday on the International Day for the Unreached. Kent and Justin, thank you for joining me today here on Point of View. Thank you. Thank you very much.